0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the One Two One Two podcast. And before we get into things, I just want to mention our sponsor who have um, who have paid for for my family to go to Tenerife for three months.
1: Up with sponsors.
0: So market leader of ready made lifestyle food brand. They offer breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, and treats. Breakfast pancakes, two fifty.
1: The raspberry Phenomenal. and white chocolate ones are out Holy of shit. this world. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have like a fridge. Here's me sitting here like laying supper club. <laughs> They're brilliant. They have a fridge of their own.
0: And like Centra, Eurospar, Spar, Vivo Extra, Cost Cutter. Their food's phenomenal. See, they they would sponsor the likes of boxers and footballers and rugby players and things like that. MMA, um, fighters. Kind of people like me. People like you. So you don't have to prep.
1: It's all done for you.
0: It's all done for you. All oh, right, stick mm-hmm. in the microwave. Athletes. Three or four minutes. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they sponsor athletes. Yeah, oh, never mind your brown rice
1: and chicken. Get yourself a lean. They're they're really tasty. Yeah,
0: they're unreal. Couples mm-hmm. package, right? Ten lunches, ten dinners, two packets of protein bombs, seventy quid. That's a fucking bargain.
1: My dad, funnily enough, was taken. he was driving one day, right, and he used to drive the big lorries, you know, the big lorries for the brewery, and he was stopping at this separate crossing, and he saw a woman with a guide dog, and the guide dog had sat down and, like, wasn't moving, and he was thinking, fuck, you know, what do you do, you know, so we get it out and he climbed down out of the cab and even over to her and he went, listen, love, come here, I'll help you across, I'll help you across. And she was going, no, 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 no. And he was going, no, seriously, you're in the middle of the road and all. And she was going, no, I'm all right. And he was going, put your pride aside, I, I'll help you. And she was going, I'm just training this. Like, you know, (laughs) I'm teaching it how to do this. Like, just leave me alone. (laughs) Trust you. you Mansplaining. Do you
2: ever, like, have incidents like that where you see one thing, but the reality is the different (sighs) thing? I had an awful experience at a comedy gig. I was hosting a thing called Beat the Frog in Manchester, which is, like, the amateur night. And there was a guy on, let's just say, the gentleman that was performing is a small person. Okay. Okay, so he suffers from... uh, Dwarfism? Dwarfism. So I went up and I was like, "Oh hi, what's your name?" And he was like, "Whatever, John." And I was like, "Cool. Uh, anything you want me to say f- for you before I bring you on stage?" And he went, "No." And I just went out of politeness. I went, uh, and he just went, "Look, the microphone, because obviously you mm-hmm. won't be able, you know." He said, "Keep the microphone at the normal, uh, at the normal height, right? Because that's my how how I deal with the microphone is my opening gag, right?" So I went brilliant. So I go on, I go please, gentlemen, please welcome, whatever, John, whatever his name is. So he walks on, and obviously, have the audience are like, "Oh," you know, a small yeah. person and the microphone is really high so a guy in the audience thinks I deliberately kept the microphone <laughs> up so he jumps up on stage He <laughs> jumps up on stage or am I, I'll give you the microphone there because of that Irish prick okay. and I'm like
0: uh, you sure so ended up the bad guy so, so
2: I'm now the biggest asshole ever so then the guy on stage in fairness to him turns around to the crowd and went, mate you've just wrecked my first, my first joke is how I deal with the microphone yeah so anyway, he goes on. Anyway, the, 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 Anyway, he, he, um, <laughs> he, he loses Beat the Frog. He gets gonged off. And I walked back on. I went, guys, first of all, he, you fucked up his joke because you assumed that I was deliberately trying to make him yeah. difficult to keep, keep the microphone up. When actually, he asked me to do that. Mm-hmm. And you you didn't know that. But you like you saw a situation yeah. and you reacted when actually the reality of the situation was the complete opposite. Yeah. And it was and then the guy was like, But well, you were really I I wasn't rude to him. He asked me to, yeah. to make it difficult yeah. for him. That's how we, that was his first so then the guy who got up he was then embarrassed. So then I said to security, can we just get rid of the guy there? Fuck him. like yeah.
1: and him out. <laughs> That's how he deals with hecklers. And I was
0: just like, unbelievable. Like
1: You're trying to do a good deed and you end up getting yeah, fucked Yeah, yeah you, know, you know what I'm saying?
0: So, but anyway, know. thanks John for the length of the mic stands for the gig. But you know what I'm saying? like you know. So what you see sometimes and what yeah. is happening is very different. Do you know what one yeah. of my biggest fears is, right? If I see somebody getting beaten up in the street and I jump out of the car and I just start Throwing, do you know what I mean? I just mm-hmm. start throwing shapes. I just start fucking roundhouse kicking everything. And I then, thought you meant you were going
1: to start dancing there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You make laughs> me
0: big feel fish, little fish. <laughs> and then everyone's laying on the ground, battered. Right, teeth are being spat out everywhere. And somebody goes, "Mate, what are you doing?" He's a pedo.
1: Ah oh, no, yeah. Oh. yeah. What well, you, well, you
0: do then? You go up to the local school. And John Haggerty,
1: <laughs> pedo protector. <laughs>
2: yeah. You go up to the local school. And go, come on, because I got a fellow here for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell you want? But <laughs> you know what? My friend in London was walking one day with her friend, and she saw a man in his sixties, a couple like say sixty, sixty-five, and the man punched his wife. What? So they went over. Fuck. It was like a case of domestic violence, and they were very well dressed as well. Like they weren't like you know scroats or anything. They couldn't believe it, so they went over and they kind of said to the guy, Screw "Why are you hitting? Why are you hitting this woman?" And then like, uh the woman obviously, and they separated them. And the guy was like, "Oh, was just, you know, the guy was trying to say, like, apparently, like, you know, it's not your business. This is our marriage, kind of thing." Like, she were, didn't
1: put starch on my shirt, you know? I'll teach you, Maggie. <laughs> so, I know, yeah. So they called the police,
2: and like, they yeah. said, "We're not. I said This is a one vulnerable woman, and apparently, the the, the woman like was suffering a little bit of dementia or something, oh. and uh the husband was getting frustrated, and look, uh, the police came, and he went and." She was just saying like, my friend, she does a bit of like, voluntary work with like, women who are victims of uh, domestic and sexual violence. And she was like, anytime I see anything like that, th- but like, can you imagine, th- you know, the police will deal with that and then 24 hours later, the two of them are back in the house again. Yeah. She can't remember and she, Yeah. And he's, Same thing he's happens just, again. He's just fucking <laughs> offloading on her. Like, yeah. Got we're fucking, not laughing got a brain like It's like terrible. Like. I just think. It is terrible. But like, I had an incident. I don't know if you guys had this. My next door neighbours once in Manchester were really shouting. Like, they were really shouting at each other husband and wife, you know, probably in her 40s, and I was kind of, I could hear it, and I was like, oh fucking hell, you know, what do I do here, like, and I have a friend of mine, in the police, and I texted her, and I texted her the following day, like it died down, like, and then I texted her the following day, I said, listen like, they're having a domestic last night, and then my friend in the police was like, you need to call in, and I was like, well, I don't know, and then like, a week later, they had another domestic, mm-hmm. and I was like, at what point do you cross that line of going, I know, I know. knocking on the door, going, Guys, listen, we all argue but like is everything alright because I'm hearing you fighting a little bit more are, are you okay is he mm. kicking the shit out of you are you kicking the shit out of him mm. if, I call, if I call the police or if I step in and then they don't like I've stepped in then every time I leave my house then they're gunning for me like it's such a complicated yeah, yeah. Scenario, yeah, yeah. Like what, scenario what point
1: it? do you that, that's the like age old mm-hmm. thing though isn't it at what point is it like marital difficulties or between a woman and a man nah no, I say just go in there and fuck shit up go see if you don't stop slobbering to her yeah. I'm going to take my hurley stick to your face
0: yeah Sometimes or hurly I'll, stick
1: Hockey stick. That's it. where you're from. See, especially yeah. men that that beat women or shout at women. They're usually shoutbags bags when it comes mm. to other men. They wouldn't say boo to a man, yeah, but yeah. they stand screaming in their wife's face, but if a wait, bullying. wait, wait, mate, you don't yeah. understand. Do you know what I mean? Just give them a big dig in the back.
0: <laughs> I took my son to Wolves v. Arsenal last season. He went through this wee stint of supporting Wolves for some reason and um, took him, flew into Birmingham, got the train down to Wol- Wolverhampton, got off the train, we walked about two minutes out of the train station and this woman was like wrestling with a guy over her handbag mm. and I was like fuck me, what am, what am I going to do here and with my wee 13 year old son yeah. across a busy main road, do I say to him stay here and I run and try and help, do I leave them to it, like what Joe, and then all, the worst case scenario constantly runs through your head Yeah. but I ended up doing nothing and the woman wrestled her bag back off him and the guy just walked away
1: Yeah.
0: and the rest of the time I was there I was like I am such a scumbag. Why did I not jump in? Why did I I'd not I'd have Send your son in. Send, oh, your, son so you you Send yeah. your son over. You do that. You're 13. Send your son over. Go ahead. Put him in the balls. I'd have gone over. I, no, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. You, you, it's fight or flight, isn't it? Like you yeah. don't know how you yeah. go. Another instance, right? We were, me and the owner were over doing IVF in the Czech Republic, and we were in, um, name one of these Czech Republican cities Prague. Prague. We were in Prague, right? And this man was fucking like screaming at his wife, like screaming at her, and she was mm-hmm. holding a baby, and she had a wee son as well, and they were obviously a family. He managed that he screamed at her the whole way down the 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 fucking railway terminal, the fucking mm-hmm. platform, and they got onto the train, and then he started like smacking her and hitting her and stuff. What? And I I didn't know what to do, and nobody really spoke English. It isn't one of those places where. Mm they all have English as a fluent second language so I was like saying to people like you know, should we jump in or should we mm-hmm. help yeah. or whatever and I was this guy who was in Eastern Europe going I could step in here and get fucking battered mm-hmm. Do you know I, I just so many things ran through my mind and I was standing with Diona and she, we had just had the Egg implant or whatever it's called, you know mm. where they put it in, and I didn't yeah. want the owner to go through anything or me to get involved, and yeah. she has to get me off, and we end up fucking you, you can you can lose it then and things yeah. like that. So I ended up doing nothing, and again I felt really bad, but I did. I told like one of the the people who work in the train station. Mm-hmm. But they almost just like stood and talked to someone in a different language, and then the train just took off. And I was yeah. like, "Fucking nothing was done." But a lot there. of
2: people would just yeah. be like, "It's not our problem."
0: I know. It's
1: just a snapshot. It's horrible. Into it's horrible. It's very well. hard.
2: It's very difficult situation to yeah. to take to, to read and to be uh, to, and to 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 step in. It's so yeah. I suppose
1: difficult. for a man as well, you know, because you're then gearing up against another man. Does he have a weapon? Does he have exactly at the same time and kind of like yes, I'm from West Belfast and there comes something from that, from being a nosy bastard, Mm. which is, like, I can't, I have this thing where I can't stand and watch, like, I've literally stopped my car before because I've seen kids fighting with one another, you know, when I see if I think there's a kid being picked on or, Mm. oh, those two kids are beating him up, I will stop my car in the middle of the road and get out and trail his apart. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or, like, if I've seen a guy hitting a woman, which is, you know, has happened, I I am the get involved type but I suppose there is a difference there with being a woman as well you know there's Mm. an aggression that can come from another man to a man you know and they could turn on you and there is a whole thing of self-preservation as well especially if you're with your kid or your wife who's just had Mm. IVF treatment you're kind of you know weighing it up going well how much difference am I going to make here you know
2: it's very complicated and then you, you you scroll through TikTok or Instagram, and you see videos of public fights, you know, mm-hmm. and the comments are, all, "Why didn't you step in?" You first thing you did was take your camera out and you film it. Yeah. yeah, it's very easy for you to say, "Why didn't you step in?" Mm-hmm. When you're in another country, watch the video, like you, it, you just don't know. What like, could happen? Yeah, like it's, you well, know,
1: they've documented like, it. So essentially, mm-hmm. they've done the best thing they can because it's given to the it's evidence. Then, yeah, yeah, Plus,
0: yeah. And as well, what's the point in jumping in? if it's not being filmed for TikTok do you know why would you risk being the hero and when it's not you even being filmed I yeah. mean could you can get, get the, the again, I'm not <laughs> I
2: love seeing a good fight on the street on TikTok you know like, oh, you know, yeah, like yeah. Karen versus Karen and you're like yeah oh, it's blah, blah, blah.
1: brilliant I live right obviously in a wee cul-de-sac type thing there's only one way in and one way out it's like the Hotel California right <laughs> and my husband le- loves to tell people the story of the time there was a fight in the street and I went and got popcorn but in my defence, I didn't go and get the popcorn. I already had popcorn, <laughs> right? And I was watching the TV in my bedroom and I heard, yeah, fuck! Sounds, you know, flock of seagulls. Fuck, fuck! Fuck! And I went, oh, it's kicking off outside. So You're right throwing bread. I, fuck, fuck! But I got my popcorn and went up to the window and I couldn't see it properly so naturally. I turned the lights off because it was dark and I wanted to get a good view of outside and... Pulled back the blanks and he came upstairs and was like, I can't fucking believe you're sitting at the window with fucking popcorn. He's, and I was like, I was all right in my hand. <laughs> and he's going, get away from the window. And I was like, what are you? No, but well, get away from she the window. Been English? No, he's from Cork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's her Cork yeah. accent. That's a shitty accent, an English accent. Yeah, I know, I'm a traitor. Whereabouts, <laughs> Whereabouts in England? I'm a traitor. He's from London. Where did, you, where did you meet him? I met him in, uh, are you, do you work for the fucking PSN? <laughs> um, no. I work
2: for DVLA. He's in the, the RA. Way. I he.
1: Uh, RA. I met him I met him in London in a wee pub that, my aunt worked in and how does he like living over here he really does like it I actually talk about that a bit he thinks that we're mad like he talks about how whenever he came over people were saying to him about them now there's the UVF and there's the IRA and you have to watch for this and don't say that and don't go to a certain place and he went fuck that nobody want me about the women (laughs) he went you're (laughs) fucking mad he said the women over here terrify him you know if he goes into your house and a man's like don't touch that don't do this he's an electrician could have fixed that light for you with Jimmy Carr no problem yeah. but um, you'd have still been,
0: eight you'd ten still cats been doing you'd have still been
1: doing 8 of out of 10 cats if my Curtis had a bing there but Curtis said, like, what
2: the, an English name Curtis. Curtis, Curtis Curtis oh am I are you doing you all right. if I saw him in the, in the way I'd be like I oh, mate, right, which barracks do you
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, well this is it anybody would have thought he was a peeler because <laughs> you know because of his accent a peeler what's a peeler
0: the Brits the Brits
1: what the, the walking trees did That's... you ever call them the walking trees no we used to call them that as kids because you used to look out the window and it'd be on all their army can gear I, and you go, oh, it's the walking
2: trees. Can I say something? Uh, there's a barracks up the road there. Mm-hmm. And every time I drive past it, there's a guy with a gun. Right. That They kind of do like, they walk around. And every time I drive past, I get this massive urge just to do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, you do. I don't, obviously. like. You have to. used to stand. I used to work um, in Portadown, Down and they would go by. Do you remember the Range Rovers? Whenever they would just all sit like that, mm. scope you out. And you used to just see them going by like in our street in Lenodong they would come through about three times a day and we there was this wall in the street that we would just naturally we'd be standing like playing cribby or whatever and you'd be in the middle of your conversation you would just drop drop whatever it was you were holding and pick up a big halfer and just fuck it at the bricks what's a, halfer? a half a rock, a rock, rock big half a brick right. No, it was nothing to do with... It was just something to do. It was fun. And not only were you not shouted at for throwing, like, stuff at a vehicle, you were actively encouraged, right? But then whenever we had thrown everything at them going through, you would lift your, your brick, your halfer, and then set it back on the wall and, like, rebuild the wall again. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That wall could taken down and put up more times than the Berlin... Well, taken down. The Berlin Wall was only taken down once. But we just used to fucking set them back and be like, right... that's that's how the
0: Mornwalls got
2: started. And that's how we
1: passed our days. That was just for the good crack.
2: Fucking rocks at Brits.
1: Yeah. Well, they used to drive by like that. And, you know, that was just the norm. We see now that I think about it, a lot of the things that we deemed as normal as kids just weren't normal. Like, we were just used to having, Mr, let us look through your gun. Mm -hmm. Used to go, let us look through your gun to let them look through the scope on your rifle. And my ma used to trail me and go, you're not allowed to talk (laughs) to them. And I used to go, why? It wasn't that we weren't allowed to talk to them because they were British we weren't allowed to talk to them because if anybody else was targeting them like they they like children speaking to them because they wouldn't have been targeted by the yeah. IRA necessarily if there was a kid talking to them when they're with them. children when they're, when they're with a they're kid children. so it used to be they be putting checks? yourself in harm's way no, <laughs> <Yeah>. probably not <laughs> Right in if you've been touched up uh, by peeler. <laughs> but no it's just yuck, the good old days mm. I miss it I used I do. to
0: stand with a frozen bag of Brussels Sprites just throwing them at them <laughs> that were, like, were like stones they're hard you know? uh, did you
1: actually yeah. do that? no oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, just, I don't know what to believe because
0: he like, <laughs> I'm from
2: Cork and I, when I was going to I remember like some of those really bad down Cork I remember once I saw a guy um, shout at another guy it was terrible Like we were all that was the worst thing that ever happened he got guns what I'm trying to basically I'm trying to say is like four hours down the road, mm. our childhoods were completely different. Yeah. yeah really you were. had guys with guns, I had like an argument on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that's why, why I, I can't
1: enough. take anybody really seriously who wasn't near all of that, that has an opinion on it. Oh, I never have an opinion it's on it. It's like, that, yeah. do you ever see the people that go, I ah, use this in the Black North and all, and yous are all mad bastards, and you're going, you just, you know what I mean? You have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah. This was just the norm. You weren't affected by it. I think
2: Northern Ireland has the potential to forget about the South, forget about joining <laughs> the South. And forget about the UK and just go again.
1: Mm. And do
2: tax-free Monaco mm. fucking casinos. Make this place a tax I thought haven. we <laughs> missed
1: a trick whenever it came to legalising cannabis, right? You look at certain parts of America that have legalised it and the money that they're making yeah. flat out. Mm. If we did that, Belfast could be like Amsterdam. Well, it already kind of is, is, yeah. But legally, like Amsterdam, mm. people would be booking trips to Belfast to come and sit in a wee cafe. Do you know what I mean? And... Get all stoned and what? But what not throw stones to? at the peelers, just get stoned. Yeah, you know, <laughs>
0: get stoned with the peelers.
1: Get stoned with the peelers, yeah. And but what does
0: it come down to? Is it money, tax?
2: Is it? I don't know. But it's, it's also, it's also uh, people are scared to legalize it. But they did it. In New York, it's legalized mm. and they have shops right. and it's really safe. And when I was in New York recently, I uh, smoked a little bit of weed for the very first time, and I've not had it since. For the
1: very first time,
2: first time in my life. Yeah, it was my birth, my fortieth birthday, and I went. I wanted to do. A, I wanted to do drug.
1: How did you find it?
2: I loved it. Did you? But I've not done it since. And I, I've no craving for it. It wasn't a gateway. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not banging out fucking heroin after this. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So, He's already
1: you know. been through that gateway. You know what <laughs> <mean>? <laughs> So
2: my point is, is that, like, I think it's about fear and it's about change. E- yeah. Everybody fears change. Do you remember, like, when they banned smoking in the pubs? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, it's not going to work. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. yeah. Like, people need to be brave mm-hmm. and make decisions. But there's no decisions being made up here like so.
1: Although the economy was heavily hit Whenever they banned smoking in the pubs. Because... Yeah, lots of pubs closed down, especially in places like Donegal and all, you know, where like it would have been the local watering hole, but people couldn't smoke anymore, so they weren't going mm-hmm. out. And But now it's been even better because now they have this whole outside area in pubs where yeah. you can go out. And I loved, I always worked behind a bar like during uni and stuff, and whenever that came into effect, it was great because at the end of the night, you didn't reek yeah. and you didn't have to stand and brush up everybody's dirty cigarettes. Yeah. The downsides, you can smell the piss. <laughs> you know from the the bar stools and the old ones that stand there the old patio old lads that stand at the bar you can just you can smell mm. them all I over again you need to go again. back to
0: the olden days and have toilets like way down the back do you know when you used to go outside yeah I used to go into my granny's house and her toilet was like a way out the back yeah and down the, the back bottom like of like her in yeah. bottom of her garden thing. Yeah.
1: yeah do you remember that there's loads of wee houses on the falls that were like that but mm. they got put upstairs so you can tell that it's just somebody has thrown the bathroom into this yeah. house. Yeah. Like in the middle of somebody's bedroom, there's just a wee stall.
2: <laughs> must be such an interesting place to live up there, you know, with the backdrop and like driving up the falls, you see all the tourists. Yeah. And like, do you, do you think like people who've lived there who've been affected by the troubles and stuff like that, like things that kind of profiteering off the debts of, you know, mm-hmm. how do people feel about that? Like, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Like, I don't know.
1: It is kind of, well, whenever you look at a lot of the MLAs and things like that, there's a lot of nepotism and there's a lot of, you know, his da did a stint inside, so they're going to take this. But one thing I will say is I did a, a thing called epilogues. Anybody who gets the opportunity to do it should do it. And uh, I always considered myself pretty open-minded, pretty well-educated specifically. I did government and politics mm-hmm. in uni for a year before I realized that it I wanted to have a life and I didn't want to be that person. But I did this thing, Epilogues, and basically what it is is it brings women together from not just women, but this in particular happened to be all women. So there was ones from the Shankill and the Falls and whatever else. And what you do is we went to Derry slash London Londonderry. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. And uh, you, you spend the weekend having this in-depth conversation about the Troubles and about you watching testimony from people who were directly affected, people who have been inside, people who have... And it was just really fascinating. And I thought, I realised that we're all actually just the fucking same and we've all cried the same. But the women there had said, at least your man went inside and got an education, right? Mm. Now, it's a bit controversial. But she had said a lot of the men that she knew who were put in jail during the Troubles came out and, like, dabbled in this or that or the other or were members of paramilitaries, but, you know, didn't really, essentially, sold drugs and whatever. And she was like, well, you look at half of the people that are in the fucking IRA. Most of the people that came out of the cash were like that, you know, because mm. they're all solicitors now, <laughs> you know, and, like, went and got a career. I reckon if I was inside, I would want to sit and hit the books and go, right, I'm fucking going to use this time. But essentially, time. you know what I mean? Like, mm. I, sometimes I think of just not paying the TV license. Like the most people, there's people I know that have went to jail for not paying their TV license and I think, I'd be fucking brilliant. Only <laughs> a week away, just a week away from the kids, you know.
2: First thing you get when you get to prison, TV? Yeah, get
1: some time, you know, get, get a wee bit joke, of time to myself. Like I turned around to my husband the other week and said, I'd love to have to go to the hospital for something. <laughs> and he went, what? And I went, just like, you know, an appendix or something, you know, just, let something you, you know. want to get
2: COVID now and stay in the room you know, for ten days, don't you? That's yeah, what you know, yeah. just
1: you know, just something not major, but have a minor surgery where they give you good drugs and you just get the in bed <laughs> and get away from your kids. That's why you don't have yeah. kids because this is the kind of shit it drives you to. I want to have a minor operation so that I can get some time <laughs> off. Do you remember the, the TV good?
0: show The Royal Family? Where did you ever see it? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. And your guy is it Twiggy, who's sadly dead now. And he comes out of prison and stuff, and they were all, "Oh, how was your Christmas or whatever?" And he goes, "Oh, it was brilliant." I don't get to see my son, but he was in prison too, so I actually got to spend Uh, all my time (laughs) with him. Whereas he only ever sees him like every second Saturday for two hours or something. So he was uh, fucking brilliant. Brilliant, and he didn't have to pay for oil heat. He didn't have to pay Mm -hmm. for gas and electricity and stuff. Whereas that's where we're going now. It's like, why wouldn't you commit a crime and go and get a fucking place? Well, well, they (laughs) say put
1: old people in jails because at least if an an OAP, a pensioner was in jail, they'd be getting twenty-four hour surveillance. They'd be getting fed. and looked after Hmm. and instead of left in some old people's home, you know.
2: Yeah, it's true. It's very sad. It's desperate.
1: That's one of my biggest fears. What? Getting to that age. I was saying to my best mate the other day, we have a pact. See if our husbands die. We're going to live together. Right? Anything goes wrong. We're just going to live together and be those wee people. Do you know what I mean? We old people. Hmm. Because my biggest fear is whenever you get to that age, you know where nobody gives a fuck about anything you say anymore? Like your granny could be, you bring her into the wedding and all and you're like, there's granny and everybody stands and waves at her. Like she's a wee holy relic and then they're all put her in the corner they're out of the way and give her pain a a bun. She
2: stinks a piss. There's your granny
1: (laughs) over in the corner. Do you know what I mean? And she could be saying something like, I'm having a heart attack. And you just go, what's that? Ah, oh, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, granted. Like. I really need to go to the doctor? Nah, she's a gag, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm dreading that to that point where you don't get... Listen- Nobody listens to me anyway. But Pardon? to the point... <laughs> you hey, hey, uh, I don't you Andrew, dare bump that fist Andrew, leave Andrew, him hanging leave Andrew. him hanging burn well, <laughs> under the table you can take your petty bump <laughs> but uh, yeah I just don't want to be so I'm going to be like you listen to me will you turn your hearing aid up whenever I have something to say you mm-hmm. know i put this on one day and go like two mm-hmm. people used to watch this podcast and listen to me <laughs> me and him <laughs> oh, yeah. but
2: you know, you know I live alone on my own at the moment and I worry that I could have like you know like a stroke on my own do you know what I mean? I on on is that not yeah. the
1: holy point? Do you watch Pornhub and you have a stroke on your own? A
0: <laughs> couple of strokes.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you mean like your face will sag and yeah. all? And you'll just no, but like if I'm it. sitting
2: at home one night and I like, wake up in the morning and I've had a heart attack and there's no
0: one in the house. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you like get one
1: of them wee buttons. Hopefully, the person,
0: uh, hopefully, the woman on Babe Station you're talking to can hear yeah. you in. Since when am I on Babe Station <laughs> talking to women?
1: <laughs> He's a comedian, he doesn't have that kind of mummy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck you can sign for my OnlyFans as well, like me <laughs> just sending out pictures of my dimples.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: but I know I think I think that too. When I'm at, at home alone with my wee daughter, and I'm like, she's one y- year old. Like, what would happen if I was to just drop dead, or if something was to happen, and yeah. maybe the owner's not going to be come back until that night or the next yeah. day, or wh- what? Are
2: well, you we doing? all have those yeah. worries, though don't we? Oh yeah. You know, yeah. we all have those worries, and I think um, you just have to just fucking. Uh, Get on with it. My I kids
1: know. would use my lifeless body as a trampoline. Yeah. They'd probably drag me into the kitchen so they could stand on me and reach the shelf that has all the four packs of fucking Snickers in it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? they wouldn't give a shit. They would not care. It would only be whenever I didn't make them a diluted drink or something that they'd be like, mm. something up on my mummy. Yeah. yeah. You know, my something. kids
0: would come down like nine days later, being all like, the Wi Fi's not working. <laughs> yeah. The bill hasn't been paid. <laughs> the bill
1: hasn't been paid. <laughs> yeah. You're laying there with fucking <laughs> flies coming out of your nostrils. Daddy,
0: just, <laughs> just push me. All. Daddy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've
0: got eight kids between you. Yeah. Wow. I so know. good. We're growing breeders. up, I, see, growing up, I honestly didn't think I would ever have kids. I didn't even think I'd be in a long term relationship. I thought I was going to go off and just live in the woods somewhere on my own. And yeah. then fast forward. I thought
2: up. I'd be married with kids by now. But the older I'm getting, the less I'm attracted to that. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? Like society's mm, changed, though. It changed? It's
1: not like the necessary thing anymore. That people used to think. Right, we'll have to get married. If we want to ride or, you know, move in together. That was the thing. My ma had to get married whenever she was like nineteen. Was first couple you meet
2: and you're like, that's it, you're yeah, done.
1: Yeah, yeah. First dog at barks at you. You'll do. Right. You know. But nowadays people aren't like that anymore. They're like, mm. I have options. <laughs> you <it>. know? <laughs> I have a phone. <laughs> yeah. And it's
0: much better too. I was raised we used to live across the road from a chapel, right? I was raised Catholic up until I was old enough to make my own decisions and um, instead of going off things for Lent every year we had to go to Mass every single night throughout Fuck Lent fuck's and oh. I fucking hated had to go it we all, all hated mass. it I ended up becoming an altar boy I was an altar boy
1: just to get something to eat just, just to, eat. to it. It. Just <laughs> get something
2: to eat I used you're an altar boy I got made redundant yeah they, they let me go at the end of the season
0: and uh, he got up on the mic and says we're here for 19 hours <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the novena was evacuated. I used to say,
2: like deliberately not ring the bell. Like, yeah. you know, he'd be like, and the body of Christ, be with you. And you put he puts you the hand over the you ring the bell. I'd just be sitting like this going, what are you going to do go about it? I'm not
1: ringing the bell.
2: And I remember I was doing fucking Easter Sunday. used to be packed Easter Sunday, you know? And he used to do stations at the cross, whatever. Fuck, about. I can't One of the priests, he's dead now, like, but he was an awful prick. I'd say, I'd say it was dodgy shit there I'm like, and.
0: What do you mean?
1: The priest? Did you yeah. have a middle shade in your hair? Because he was all yes, my child.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> no. I know he was all right. Like he was all right. when my mom uh, had cancer. She was very, she was very good friends with a priest. Anyway, but we knew him like from outside being a priest. Mm. You know, and, like, he whipped the collar on. I'm like, how are you getting on? I'd say to him, is it busy on the circuit? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Always a showman. I used to say to him, like, what's the circuit like for the priest? He goes, oh, he, he said to me, oh, I, says, I was up there with a house. There's a woman there. She rang me her son's on drugs and trying to get me to do an intervention and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, do you get a lot of abuse being a priest? And he's like, yeah, I do, yeah, yeah, I do. He said, but look, we're trying to talk to people and try and help people and show them that, like, we're trying; they act a lot as media, me, me, mediators, you know, mm-hmm. in families and stuff. Yeah. And my mom got great faith out of him, and I would never disrespect somebody mm. if they want to have that. So yeah. It brought my mom a lot of comfort, and I can see it can bring comfort for a certain generation of people. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I allowed them to do that. If that brings you comfort, it's none of my business. Mm-hmm. You know. So good luck to you. But this this priest uh, that I remember doing mass, I used to do his masses for, and uh, it was just fucking. I remember him I was doing the station at the cross you stand next to a sign and you hold the cross up and the two crosses match Hmm. and one day we got it wrong and we basically made a swastika the cross was facing (laughs) basically whatever way I was holding the thing I was holding it the wrong way All right. so like Jesus instead of facing that way I was facing that way but I wasn't looking up I was just doing that you know (laughs) and there was a guy in the audience or in this chair of church he was like turn the cross around it was quite a big thing, like, and I remember, like, like looking up, going, Oh, fuck. Like, I've, there's like a hundred people looking at me, and I've got it all the wrong way around. I just went, Nah, fuck it, keep it out. <laughs> it all was always contentious. And then afterwards, <laughs> the priest, who was a canon, came up to me, was like, You did wrong today. And I was just like, Going, I'm done. Quit. Yeah. Like, I was just like going to HR
1: from Jimmy Carr, the the priest was the one that put down these these roots here. He was like, Fuck you, yeah. So, I was just like, So, so I quit. Why am
2: I storming out? Like, give me some of my P45.
1: Yeah, I'm going to another
2: church and you're not going to do fucking nothing about it I want
1: my Padre people I'm moving I'm moving to a different priest. I'm going
2: to go get a different
0: job yeah they do two heel he's and a blowjob oh man
2: would <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: you ever like go to confession and you used to always say to you like I used to go bless me father for sins." five and go, what are your confessions I was really rude to my sister yeah, I mean, and pulling hair. and I also committed acts of terrorism because I want debt to the west
1: yeah <laughs> my first confession in fact was I think it was my last because I went in, first of all, th- a girl, we prepped for this for about, you, you remember, do you, being a Catholic? And you prepped for it for weeks and weeks and weeks in advance. And the teacher had given us a list of sins that we had to remember, like lines. You know, like, I hit my brother. I didn't even have a brother. Do you know mm. what yeah. I mean? I did brother? this, I did that. And I told lies. And so we all had to go into this wee room and speak to the priest. And it was a one-on-one. There wasn't a divide. And... uh The first girl that went in ran out screaming, going, there's a man in there. And I was like, what the fuck did she think was going to happen? (laughs) Like, There's a man in there. And you were like, I know. Probably never seen one before because none of us had that. But it was like, right, OK. So I went in and I'll never forget it. The wee priest, he was, he was deaf. Like, I remember not knowing what these things in his ears were, which, you know, now are probably ancient hearing aids. Looked like he was wearing a set of headphones. And he (laughs) went to me. I I froze you know you're supposed to say bless me father for I have sinned this is my first confession and he went bless me and I went what and he went bless me and I went oh and I blessed the priest <laughs> God strike me dead I'm telling them I blessed the priest and he just looked at me as if it was probably the first time a child has ever touched a priest without his permission <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> I was like right that's it fuck you, yes, I'm done can't even do this right Jeez. can't even confess right so ever since then I've just I, denied everything
2: I'd say in 20 years time there won't be anyone no I don't think so it'll be all on fucking zoom
1: it'll yeah. be done on you'll have one that?
2: mass on your phone you don't even go in there's no one going like it's only churches will
0: literally only be good now for funerals and weddings. That's it.
1: Not even, maybe even, yeah, maybe stick not Stick them even. in the fire yeah. and head up. My parents,
0: button. when they die, they're given their bodies to science. I think Queens university or they've, I think they've already like signed up and stuff. So I haven't had this conversation with them yet about like what actually happens. You know, like if you find out they've passed away and you go out to their house or whatever, like, are, are they, you get are to are have the be funeral and, and
1: everything. I think, you know, where
0: I don't think so. I, but they, they don't want the funeral or anything. Oh, they, they don't want They're that? donating their entire bodies to research and science. Well, there will be so a service then.
1: Or the Queen's we're, has the service itself for, they'll thank. I read a book called um, When Breath Becomes Her And I, I read, I'm a morbid bastard, right? See, if anything is to do with undertakers, morticians, like CSIs, I will read it. Autobiographies because I just like to get to the nitty-gritty. And there was one who was talking about the people that were donated um, in, you know for science mm. and how they dissect them and they get to know them in a way because they'll have the same cadaver throughout their training and it just rakes a formaldehyde. So half the time, whenever you're cutting the skin, it's like rubber. You know, it's not even... But you learn to respect this person. Their face is covered, usually but you'll get to no know little intricate parts and then by the time your time is done and their body's being cremated they'll have a big service like at the university um, chaplaincy or whatever to thank the donors for their sacrifice mm. that kind of thing but I just it just fascinates me mm. I don't think I would like it I couldn't donate my body because I want everybody to cry over me and tell me how much they love me and I want yeah. to be you know what I mean make sure my makeup's on yeah. have my eyelashes on even if I'm never going to open my eyes again and paint my lips on and shit make me fucking gorgeous make me the hottest corpse do you know what I mean like my, my husband wants yeah. to claim me you know for one last go just know your
0: arse husband's so close like just I, give him one last go just yeah uh,
1: dig me up and raid me rotten. <laughs> have your, your
0: hand dangling over the side there's
1: a there's a country where is it it's one of those countries and I wish I had any actual facts to back this up but they have a rule where whenever the wife dies the husband is allowed so many hours afterward with the wife to basically say his goodbyes but Jesus it's Christ. one of those yeah, yeah where is it's called
2: it's like, uh, Ireland Ireland <laughs>
1: it, everybody's husband <laughs> calls in to see I the remember, wife I remember like when my mum
2: passed away, God rest her She's uh, anniversary's next week God oh, um, bless like when she passed away, it was just like I know it sounds really weird, but like the removal, like the Taoiseach came to the, he oh, wasn't really? the shirt at the time, Mihal Martin, but he lived up the road. His mother in law passed away in the room next to my mum in the hospice. Oh. And so I was like, oh, I was like, you know, like, hiya. Wow. Still not voting for you.
1: Was your ma in the ra? No? <laughs> like no. She was shit. in the hospital. <laughs> the raw hospital. But like
2: the funeral and all that kinda of, it was just like I mean I, I, it was it's such it, like it's it like you know, when she was embalmed and all that kind of stuff and mm. I saw her the night of the removal and like it just didn't look like my mum. Like, yeah. You know, it quite, yeah it was weird. It is a
1: strange and it was a
2: strange it's a strange emotion because she wasn't suffering anymore, which was kind of we knew it was happening. But then there's also a bit kind of like fuck. You know, mm. I've just uh, my, that's it now, I've no, more, I've no mum anymore. And then, you have, people you haven't seen for 10 years, and you're like, oh my God, nice to see mm. you. And then your emotions are just,
1: <gasps> Yeah, <laughs> <flocked you laughs> you know,
2: and then it, it probably didn't kick in until about a year. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, how long, how long three ago years did
2: this dead, happen? No. Three years? I see. Yeah, so it's, it's actually worse now than it was when she died. Like, um, the grieving is now, I mean, like, I would be in, I'm like, I find it really tough some days. Like, it was three years ago. Like, what
1: day next week is it?
2: Uh, Friday.
1: I'll remember. Yeah. Because so, like, I do pray.
2: Three, tra- mm. three, years Friday. And I think it's worse now than it's ever been. Like, the grief.
1: Like. Wow. Because of that time that's passed where you mess Yeah,
2: well, like, people's lives carry on, which mm. is fine. But, like, there's, there's certain things now that, like, like I have a load of videos of her. We're very lucky this generation of people, I suppose yeah. we have videos and we can hear her voice. That would be hard. And I can as well. see her moves. I haven't looked at them for six months. I can't look at them. Like, that would be hard. Like just to see the movement. Yeah. Uh, the way she'd walk or the way she'd talk, okay. like and stuff. So I think I think the grief is actually probably the worst it's ever been now. Like Really? Yeah. But like that's part of the process. Like I'm reading a book at the moment called How to Deal with Parent Loss.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh That's
1: one of my biggest basically fears. to basically
2: just say to you like like you're in hell and This is it. Yeah. And you
1: become very aware of your own mortality, I imagine.
2: Um, Yes and no, but also I feel like I've my, I used to describe this, I came up with this analogy for grief. You go to a friend's house for a barbecue and everyone's there and you're having a laugh and a joke and you're having a great time. Then at night it just gets a bit cold, you know. So what Mm -hmm. happens is the guy goes inside and he gets blankets and Mm -hmm. everyone gets a blanket but you don't you're still there, you're still present, you're still having fun, but yeah. there's just something missing all the time. Yeah. And that to me, what that's to me what grief is. It's just like, there's just something always missing. Yeah. So like, my mom never saw me buy a house. She never saw me. She saw my sister have kids. She saw my brother have kids. She saw everyone else buy a house, but she never saw me buy a house. Mm. She never, She's. She, I'm the only one she won't see get married.
1: Yeah. Mm. You
2: know, that kind of stuff. So there's little things like that that like upset you. But uh, you, then you yeah. think, oh my God, well I did get, 36 years with my mom. Mm. Yeah.
1: And yeah. Some people don't
2: even get that. Do you so believe
1: in like a spirituality? Do no. you not think that she's. Just come
2: back as a fucking butterfly or something like no that. well like,
1: energy can't be walking destroyed down the, walking down the
2: street and I see a butterfly and go oh, there's me mother there's my ma no truth though energy can't
1: be destroyed I'm not into that kind of stuff, it can only be displaced so whether or not you believe I it, it just goes off into the ether yeah like thing.
2: everyone deals with stuff differently I decide like yeah like when my mom died you know what I, this is I don't really want to talk about this in this podcast but this is a mad thing my mom wrote us all a letter to be given to us after she died and my sister has her one up and she framed it I'm going to frame my one and uh, she was basically talking to me about my comedy like yeah, you know she was like oh you're really funny and all this kind of stuff and uh, and then I was thinking to myself like everyone like reacts to grief or tragedy very differently I decided that after my mom died I wouldn't make a major decision in my life for 12 months yeah
1: to I, didn't I, I, didn't be, I didn't
2: want it to be an emotional system to so just let yourself I didn't want to get married I didn't want to buy a house mm-hmm. didn't want to do anything I didn't want to like try and replace her with something mm-hmm. and then three four five years down the line that's a massive mistake Yeah. so I was just a bit like I'm just going to stop and just live my life and just go I'm not going to buy a car I'm not going to do anything mm. and that's very healthy that, though. I thought that was uh, that did me the world of good that I think yeah. people just, just you know and then you know, now it's kind of like fucking it's a disaster like
1: yeah see if I was your mum but like if I was to write letters to all my kids there is that part of me that would just be like which one am I going to screw over like which one am I going to <laughs> open their ladder and they're just, just going to say fuck you <laughs> you wee dick you didn't get me toast that morning do you know what I mean his mother's day presents were always better than yours this is what you get forget me about so upset yeah so it's, it's
2: it. a tricky one like because I've only got like I have I have no relationship with my father and neither do any of my other siblings and mm. Very complicated, but I've only got siblings, and like they've all got kids. And you, like, I go into my sister's house, my brother's house, like there's five people in that house. There's a big family there. there's mm. It's brilliant, mm. and I'm just a bit like, not that I'm missing out on it, but I'm also just a bit like, my biggest fear is doing something and knowing I shouldn't be doing it, mm. but doing it because I need something to be replaced. Which is sometimes I can be quite hesitant to commit to something.
1: Mm. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like so. Indecisive.
2: There must be times like when you're when you're with Diona and you're with your husband that you're looking at each other and you're going, fuck off. <laughs> well. How do you overcome those thoughts so. though?
0: No, I, th- I think you just have to be honest with the person and mm-hmm. just find that balance and go right. Because like uh, there's times where I would go camping and stuff overnight, you know, and I would go up the morns and I would. Mm-hmm. On your own? No with my brother usually but I I, I want to go on my own but I have this fear there's a few things I want to do before I'm 40 and one of them is go camping alone mm. because I have this fear of just being by myself and feeling like I'm going to be kidnapped or taken or whatever or yeah. adult knocked or whatever the fuck you call yeah. it
1: <laughs> <laughs> My mom always used to say if anybody fucking takes you it will have you back in five minutes I don't need to worry you know yeet through the window hop her back <laughs> I can't do yeah. that No take I get what back. you mean but I think Whenever you know, you know, funnily enough, me and my friend were speaking about this the other day. See, whenever you meet somebody, right, and you're in that wee first love thing, and you know, the honeymoon period where you're all, I love you and I love you, and you want to sort of be with each other all the time and speak to each other all the time, that's where both of you need to be fully invested, because if one of you is like that and the other one isn't then that's just fucking craziness you know
0: I think a lot of people stay together now too for all the wrong reasons because they have a mortgage and they have a house Mm. and a car and they're like oh how do we divide all this shit and you know I get on well with her sister why you know it's going to be just too difficult and stuff and that's I think what breeds misery and Mm. that's you know I I don't want to get into it too much either like you were saying but when I was miserable in my first like marriage Mm. I I didn't want to my kids to see the wrong version of me do you know what I mean mm. so I think now they see the, the good things in me and the good things that I bring to a relationship and the good things that I bring to being a father and that's through me being happy myself whereas mm-hmm. a lot of people I feel who argue and fight and bicker and fall out and get drunk and do whatever they do in these toxic relationships the kids are saying that and mm-hmm. you're breeding kids who are going to go up and they're going to emulate because yeah. the first,
1: the, uh, everyone's first to inspiration them, is a Yeah, right? of
0: course, yeah. That's why kids grow up and the, the fellas beat their wives because they've seen their dad do it their whole mm-hmm. life, do you know. Mm. So you're going to go two ways. You're either going to rebel and go, fuck, I'm going to make sure my kids never do this or I, yeah. I'm going to make sure I'm a role model to my kids mm-hmm. or you're going to continue the cycle. Yeah. Like
1: it's like to say about the alcoholics, two children. <clears throat> One says... You know, I've never drank in my life because my mother was an alcoholic. And the other one will say, I'm an alcoholic because my mother was an alcoholic. Mm. But essentially, you just don't want them to even know that. You just yeah. want to give yeah. your kids a wee bit of a better life. Yeah. And like, you're a very good dad now
2: since you've got access back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How hard to can to it be? <laughs>
2: supervised by a social <laughs> worker through a glass screen. Hello, son. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, son. <laughs>
1: Yeah, midnight Express. I <laughs> love you. <laughs> I love it's the
2: system. Yeah The system's done this, not me, the system, the government.
1: Government took my babies. <laughs> I know no, I love kids, but I could need a whole one. I do, I, I always knew that I wanted to be a mother. Mm-hmm. Though I always did know I'm terrified that one about, day.
2: Terrified of being a mother. You know, mother? being a just mother. Just having a kid. It's just that spirit. constant like you're looking at it going, oh, Every day. Hmm.
1: But see, whenever they're wee babies, you look at them and go, ah, oh, it's cute. all, no, it's a wee baby. But you think you love them and then they get a personality and you go, I didn't hmm. even think I could love you anymore but you've just done something. The hardest part about being a parent is whenever your kids do something wrong but it's fucking funny. Yeah. And you're trying to, like my youngest, not youngest, sorry, that would be really young. My <laughs> four-year-old is doing this thing where daddy finger, daddy finger, <laughs> right? And... The school had to tell me he was given the middle finger. Now, in all fairness, he probably learned it here. <laughs> and uh, I had a word with him and I said, were you giving the middle finger in school? And he said, mommy, I was just doing daddy finger. And I'm looking at him going, he thinks I come up a legging in a bubble. You mm-hmm. know, I know what you're doing, but he's all, but I'm secretly proud of him because yeah. I'm like, he's already finding loopholes in the law. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're like, OK, but that wee finger's adorable because yeah. it's so tiny as well. And sometimes whenever I'm racing his da on the road, don't do that really. Um, but whenever I'm overtaking his da, I go, safely. go, 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 go. And he'll just go. <laughs> right. And stick his finger up to the window. And I'm just like, that's the best flipping of the bird. Mm-hmm. I love, I, fl- I, I, I,
0: I
2: teach my nephew swear words just for just to annoy. I, we teach our daughter. Like, from the mouth our daughter base. says, oh shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's one like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love
1: it. I don't know where this came from, but. My kid said fuck before, right? I have no fucking idea where he learned it. <laughs> but what happened was he was holding an ice cream and he was looking at it. And you know, and if you just watch them and it's like, you know, it's just all on folk cluster fuck <laughs> of like shit that happens to them and they just deal with it. And his wee ice cream rolled off the top of the cone and he just went, oh fuck. And I went, <laughs> I mean, that was well timed. That was a real oh fuck moment. So, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not yeah, gonna shoot at Adam yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. You know, it. I would have said that myself, fair play to you, mate, but don't you dare and then you have to be two faced, you know, and tell mm-hmm. them off that's really naughty and don't fucking say that. That's awful bad language, you know. But
0: But it's they're societal, aren't they? Those things. It's like yeah. I think being comedians too, we almost have this freeness about ourselves mm-hmm. and sometimes you have to go. Is that acceptable in yeah. modern society? Oh, Sean's face the things? other night.
1: <laughs> they walked in. We were all sitting in the green room at this gig. And one of the guys walked in and went, right, so I uh, we'll have to keep it clean tonight. There's no swearing. And both Sean and I looked at each other like, did you know this? <laughs> no, it was me that said it. What are we going? Was it you? Yeah, it was me Oh no, well, then it was me and David that looked at each yeah, other. we
0: were all sitting and there. we were there like, and, what the hell's going on laughs.
1: here? Yes, the East laughs. Yeah, down fucking probably. I was, you, probably. Jeb. I was yeah. like, And I know says, this? I would have said no.
0: Clean sets tonight. And they were all, what the fuck? And I goes, yeah, nobody's <laughs> allowed to swear. And they were like, why? And I was like, that's just what I was told. Nobody's allowed to swear. And they were all like, I can't believe this. This is, what am I going to do? I can't yeah. go on and all. My I was set like, I was
1: just like, I went from a messing. 15 minute set to a two minute set right there. <laughs> it was like, Good evening, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be all <laughs> for tonight. <laughs> yeah, woeful. But that's it, we do. I kind of think that... You're getting, I mean, you're getting attacked on Facebook because it's saying that teachers are like... I'm not gonna like, really. Well, not attacked, comments. but, you know, I know even They're the language. Even, at the, lazy, even, I don't the even the language. Right. I don't <laughs> even look at them, really. We're using right. around people making comments. It's like, I was attacked. You're like, mm-hmm. no, you were just spoke to, well, typed at. Mm-hmm. But I think of comedians as kind of defenders of freedom of the speech. The free world. You know, we, we're That's like social though, commentators. We get to turn around and go, he's a dick, she's a dick, it's okay, I've completely abandoned all hope of ever having a normal job so I don't need to go to a job interview yeah. Um, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. You know, and you get to go.
0: There is a great freedom that comes with there that. There
1: is, yeah. yeah and yeah. and I mean, also I mean, a great responsibility. <laughs> there's a great responsibility <laughs> with great. But there's
2: people out there that use that freedom to just consequence to speech as well and I think there's like fine line. Like I, In my comedy, I would never ever write a joke about something I've never experienced hmm. or, or witnessed.
0: But you have sex jokes.
1: very good oh
0: yeah
2: can you ask the owner to stop messaging me (laughs) (laughs) thought you never read (laughs) messages so so I don't do any. you know there's there's people out there that deliberately look to go viral for you know gender joke
1: yeah
2: and I go that's not I won't do that because it's uh, to me it's like oh people are I'm not going to get involved in that situation because I don't know enough about it and I don't Mm. want to know anything about it I don't need I I know too much about too little I don't need any more. I don't need to know about. Oh, there's a fucking issue with the Irish rugby team at the moment about women and who are in pre or post transformation. Mm. And I went, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't care. That's
1: really refreshing, though, to hear somebody go, I don't know enough about that. Do you actually yeah. have an opinion?
2: Should be said more. You know, I don't care if you true. want to identify as a fucking cappuccino. Good luck to you. Yeah.
1: Like yeah. I don't. I don't Thanks care. Thanks, <laughs> it's latte. Like, it's like it's like somebody goes, "How
2: would you feel about like a, a man who identifies as a woman going into a female public toilet And I went, "I can't give a fuck."
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. I couldn't care. Did they
1: wash their hands after? Because I mean, that's, I don't care. It, the main thing. That's How would you feel? I
2: don't care. What are the chances of that happening? Zero point zero zero one There's literally, you know. So I don't care.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, it don't, doesn't bother me. Good luck to you. Be whatever you want to be.
1: Thank you and good night. <laughs> I've been What gigs have you got coming up? I, I.
0: You're doing my gig in the Moy.
1: I'm doing your gig in the Moy. I've, I've done it 7th, 7th of October. October. I've done, a, I've Colin done it Colin Murphy. Is it good? Oh, it's,
0: it's great, tough. isn't it? It's tough. He Is does it? this weird he's thing. He's freaking
1: me out. He's psyching me out. It's
0: full of people. It's
1: full of people. <laughs> <laughs> TMP, too he, many people.
0: He does this weird <laughs> thing where he goes text me like two minutes before I'm about to go on and then he just fucking doesn't come near the venue. Really? Aye.
1: Oh, do you get like that? Yeah. did I
0: give away one of your secrets sir or what, what you, you look mean? like you're going to knife me what do you mean when you did the moi you were all like I'm sitting in the car you, you were like an hour in. and a half early and really? I was like yeah, do you
1: get psyched out by seeing I don't like people?
2: going into a venue more than 20 minutes before I'm on really I'll try and stay outside Yeah, I don't oh, no, I, I use really, that shit as an get, excuse to get, get out of the house. I get quite twitchy so I was in Dublin on Monday and I was doing a gig and the guy said to me your stage time on Monday is 10.20 so it was quite late so I was like okay so I said look I'll get down for 10 to 10 hmm. so I got into Dublin for like half nine, you know. And he rings me and he goes, where are you? And I goes, and I'm like, I'm five minutes away. I'm not on until 20 past 10. he went, oh, uh, it's, it's a quiet night. So can you, you're you going to be going on early, like at like quarter to 10. Right. And I went, oh, for fuck's sake. So I parked in, then I actually had to run to the gig then. So I was now oh, late, yeah. even though it wasn't my fault. Yeah. So I got in anyway, and there was a comic on. And I was on literally straight after that comic. Mm. And he said to me, like, oh, don't worry, they, they still have another five, ten minutes to go before you're on. Ah. So, and I just went, I'm not fucking like, I, if, I, if I, my stage time's 10, 20, I'll get in for 10. But mm-hmm. I'll sit outside. It's not because I don't like the people on. Mm. If I go in, I, what your gig is not going to be my gig. Mm. So if, if you're on stage and you're smashing it, oh, they're a lovely crowd, they're laughing. No, but that's not, we're not going to have the same gig. Yeah. So I don't want to see it. I want to, because I'll judge my gig then off your gig. No, I like to do that. Do you know I mean? I'm, a,
1: I'm the opposite. I like to sit and go, no, they're a good crowd. They're here for the comedy. You can tell whenever there's a crowd that's there just to fucking drink. And you can tell whenever there's a crowd that's there and they're going to be really mm-hmm. receptive to people's material. And also, I like to judge a crowd where I go, yeah, stuff about kids will land with them. Whereas yeah. you can do MSLM. bars full of students that like, just don't get the whole having kids thing, or mm-hmm. don't you know? There's certain things I go. Mm, you just suss them
0: out, this. don't you? And you yeah. see what you can get away with and what you can't. Yeah,
1: comedians judge their audiences just as much as the audience judge the comedians too, don't yeah. they? Like we go there, fucking.
0: They're, Wise words? And sometimes different. you can blame the audience too if it's yeah. not great. Sometimes it's always the, audience the audience is audience's fault. Just, always. It's always the audience's fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I
1: have a gig coming up in. Well, it's not until September, but it's in Voodoo. You know, Where's in the that? town, oh, in, in, in Belfast? Belfast town, with is it? nigh? No, is it two bucks left or three bucks left? I don't know. It's apparently, they're these really funny guys from the South. I don't know. I'm just because they're
2: from the South doesn't mean I fucking know
1: them. Oh do you right. not know everyone Do you not know everybody? Know? <laughs> it's like you know everybody going about? holidays. <laughs> so, where
2: are you from? It's, it's like, it's you know, like the don't... Americans, isn't it? Like, my <laughs> grandma, fuck off. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. My great-grandma, fuck off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she was
2: from, can't fuck off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love the way Americans say like Irish names, you know, like instead of Doherty, they'll go Doherty you're like you're a Doherty bastard yeah Yeah. (laughs) Doherty or McMahon you know that guy from the wrestling Mm. his name's McMahon McMahon. Mm. but they call him McMahon and and in
2: England they call it uh, Dylan Moran they call him Dylan Moran that's right his name is Dylan it's Moran
1: Moran yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: what have you got coming up I have my tour in November Belfast is sold out so I'm doing an extra date in February and yeah I'm in Newry uh McCo's Calf, please buy tickets for that one. I love Nuri is spread. brilliant. Yeah. yeah, so I'm doing I'm doing a gig there. In It'll September. be full.
1: Cool. Get your tickets now if you can, because McHugh's will be sold out.
2: Yeah, so I've got you know follow my podcast, at, uh, Cork of the North. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need a podcast.
1: I bought all the stuff for a podcast and then mm, haven't done it yet. But I am going to my podcast is actually called Who She. And I am starting it up, so...
0: What about Diamond in the Rough? Diamond in the
1: Rough. Diamond Legacy. from the West. <laughs> that is. <yeah. laughs> in the Rough. That's actually brilliant. Okay, scratch that. It's Diamond called in the Diamond in the Rough. First yeah.
0: episode next week.
1: Diamond is rough. What? Rough
0: yeah, yeah, go on. Sorry. No,
1: go on ahead. It's grand.
0: Uh, I'm doing Ruby's Lauren on the 26th. you ever done Ruby's? Nope. Ruby? one in Lauren and one in Dundald. I don't know. Never heard of it right. until I got booked for it.
1: On the 26th of this month
0: Ruby's and Lauren 26th of August Ruby's done Donald 27th of August Very good
1: You're doing two Rubies Are they linked? Ruby, 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 Ruby Why?
0: I think they are They must be the same owner
1: Must be the same I'd owner I'd say
0: Ruby owns it Both of them Do you reckon? could be wrong Well, but
1: Rubies aren't as good as diamonds. Must say
0: There you are Oh, fucking good one Let's mm, end on that never know. <laughs> Thanks for coming in uh, <laughs> Thank you for having us Andrew Ryan Go like, buy tickets much. to his tour Cork in the North Brona Diamond
1: just come see me anywhere. Be a general her. Mad Follow bastard. her on TikTok as well. Yeah, follow me on TikTok. Uh, yes.
0: Leansupperclub. for all your food needs. Otherwise, you'll starve to death. Uh, I've been it's Sean Haggerty. One two one two podcast. See you next week. Lovely job, Leigh.